phantoms out in the earth and the world. Goose girls. On our plane and on others. We're here to tell you spooky tales. Because this is Two Girls, One two Ghost. Two Girls, One Ghost. And we are your ghostesses. That's Corinne and I'm Sabrina. And this is an Encounters hey. episode where we read your stories that you email us. And uh, I'll share in a good spook. Before we get into our ghost stories, we wanted to say thank you to all of our Patreon donors from July. Without you guys, we would not be able to do this. Would not. Would not. So without further ado, thank you this week to our mamas and papas of the BEK and our good luck black cats. For our mamas and papas of the BEK, we want to say thank you to Kimberly, Melissa, and Connor. And for our good luck black cats, thank you to Sarah, Amber, Jessica, Ashley, and Shannon. Thank you. Thank you. I'll start us off. All right. Let me put the flashlight underneath my chin and (laughs) turn all the lights off. I am in the mood. This is a story from Cash. It is called, My Little Brother Has Seen My Doppelganger. Oh. Hello, ladies. My name is Cash, and my family has had their fair share of paranormal experiences. Growing up, my little brother would constantly say that he just saw me upstairs and he didn't know how I got back downstairs so fast. I would reply, I've literally been down here the whole time. And he would argue with me and get frustrated that I was lying or joking. And this happened several times throughout a few years. I remember once he was being very rude to me and I had asked him why. And he said, I saw you walking to mommy's room. And he said, Keshmari, what are you doing? Keshmari is my real name. I had once again only been in the basement when this happened. I began to ask questions like, what did I look like? What was I doing? He said that I was wearing my hair and clothes the exact same way, but that my eyes were hazel and my nails were very long and pointed. Ooh. And I never made eye contact with him. I started to get really freaked out and I told him I swear on my life it wasn't me. He believed me and we never spoke of it again. A few years after that happened, my little brother had told me about a premonition that he had in that same house after we had moved. He told me that he was walking out of his room and the entire house had looked different. He looked at his watch and looked back up. He heard screaming, very loud screaming, and a door swung open and my doppelganger came out. He said she had red hair and hazel eyes. Might I mention, I am black and my natural hair color is red, but only in the sunlight and my eyes are brown. He said she was wearing clothes that looked like they were from the 50s. After she left the room, the screaming had started again. The girl (gasps) began walking down the stairs, in which she fell down the entire flight of stairs. She screamed and began to cry, looked at my brother, and then smiled. No! He blinked, and the house was back to normal. He checked the time, and it had only been one minute. Chills, 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 chills. This was one of many shared paranormal experiences with my siblings, more so with my little brother. I have so many, even scarier stories, but I'm still wondering as to if that was actually my doppelganger or universes crossing. Honestly, who knows? And I'm too afraid to find out. Thanks so much for letting me share my story. Stay spooky, Kesh. I totally think that's a doppelganger who was me freaking too. And that premonition was her showing her brother, this is what I'm going to do, right? Like, it has to be. I'm going to try and take over Kesha's life. Yep. Yeah. Like, I am your sister, and this is what's going to happen to your sister. And I'll be your real sister now. 
And the act of like screaming and crying and then all of a sudden just looking up and smiling, that's so disturbing. Oh my God, I just freaked so, myself out even doing the facial expressions. It's so demonic. It's so demonic. It's so disturbing. It actually reminds me kind of of, um, oh my God, what is uh, Us, the movie Us? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Ooh. It's so creepy. Wow. Oh, I don't like that at all. Good thing they moved from that house because it sounds like once they moved away, at least the doppelganger stuff ended. Oh, that freaks me out. But yes, it is good that it ended. But also that makes me wonder because, okay, doppelgangers are like the idea that it's like an evil version of yourself or another version of yourself. But what Mm -hmm. if this is an evil spirit that can manipulate and look like other people, like anyone? It's not just a doppelganger. And whoever lives in this house, it chooses one person and picks them and it becomes like a doppelganger and that's how it does its whatever its plan is. I don't know. Oh, God. Oh, God. Okay. I wonder what uh, this house was. Uh, Yeah. I feel like people we should need know to so leave we don't notes. Buy it. Yeah. People need to leave notes. Like a, every house should come with a diary of the house. Yes, I agree. I'm so on board with the history of a home book for every home. I'm going to build my own house. I'm not taking chances. I'm, I'll risk it with the land, but not the build. Although I say that and my parents built our family house that has had yeah. so much activity. Yeah. So I feel I like it's inevitable safe. that where wherever you live, there's going to be something that happens. Sorry so. to say it. Okay. What do you have? I have one. This is from Kylie. And the subject line is, that's not my son. Hey, my name is Kylie. I just stumbled upon your podcast while looking for something to get me through the day, and I've been binge listening since. I've been experiencing paranormal things for as long as I can remember, and in fact, every one of my family members have too. I have an endless amount of stories, and to choose just one or two is hard, but I'll tell you two that have really stuck with me since they've happened. Number one, this probably happened when I was 13 years old, but I was outside jumping on my trampoline with my friends late at night one summer and me, being a slight show-off, kicked everyone off to show them my tricks. After they got off and I was alone, I suddenly felt something furry run past my leg and felt the vibration on the trampoline. Me, thinking it was one of my friends, turned around and asked them to stop. They looked at each other and at me and were like, what are you talking about? Freaked out, we all ran outside and upstairs to find my sister extremely freaked out also before we had said anything about what I had experienced. When I asked what was wrong, she told me that she had seen a dark figure run across the dark hallway. The very next day, we found out that my sister's dog had died that night at her mom's house. So it was her dog. Wait, that's turned sweet so quickly. I know. But they were scared. But it was their dog. Yeah, oh, from horrifying sad. to sweet. Just, he doesn't know. He's just still hanging with the fam. Checking in on everyone, running around with excitement. Some people are outside, some people are in. Where do you go? But I love that the dog chose specifically the two of them to say hello to when it, he passed away, like on the trampoline and then her sister in her bedroom. That's so sweet. It is sweet. Okay. Number two, this event happened a little over a year ago. I was in an extremely toxic relationship which drew the most negativity to my life than I had ever felt. One night I was in bed with my two youngest boys and their father who was snoring away while I was struggling to get the boys to sleep. Eye-rolling emoji. Anyways, beside the point. So we're all laying there and my baby was jumping around and laughing. And my middle, who I believe had just gone to the bathroom, 
came sprinting into my room and yelled, Monster! I looked at him, feared inside, but on the outside, I'm a super mom, so I shrugged and said, Oh, stop being silly, let's lay down. Shortly after, I look at the edge of the bed, and there was a little boy, four or five years old, the same age of my oldest, and I genuinely thought it was him. The little boy ran away as quick as I saw him, and I yelled, Hunter, come back, it's okay, you can lay with us too. No response. Again, I yell, Hunter. No response. I did this multiple times until I decided that he must be crying and is just upset because he wasn't in the room with us and I should go check on him. I walk into his room and he is sound asleep, cuddled up in his blanket. I then realized the little boy I had seen was not my son. I go back to my room where my boys are shook up of the fact and I look at my middle and I ask if he saw the little boy. He told me, yes, yes, that he's the monster. I don't know if this monster was a bad spirit who camouflaged himself as a little boy and my middle knew both sides of him or what, but the event has really stuck with me. Keep up the podcast. I'm loving it. Love listening to all the encounters. Kylie. Uh, okay. What? (laughs) This is horrifying because at first I totally was like, oh, it's just a little boy. He just also wants to hang with all the kids. He feels left out. Yeah. But now I'm like, oh, shit, what if it is something darker, like she said? And what if it was trying to lure her out? Like, come and chase me. Come but follow me. But it did. It did lure her out. I don't like that. Yeah, at least she checked just on. Yeah. Ooh, its intention was to be like, just know that I'm here. Because the, her her son said, wouldn't you think that if it, if it was a good entity, it, he would just say, like, my friend? Not monster? Yeah. Well, yeah, because you could think it's maybe just a little innocent child who felt left out and maybe died and didn't have this family that these kids do. But for it to be a monster as well definitely Mm -hmm. makes me think something bad. Absolutely. Ooh. Scary, scary, scary. All right, what you got? I have something from Alexandria. It's called Lady in the Mirror. Was I possessed? Oh, no, 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 no. Uh... Do I have to listen to this one? I'm kidding. <laughs> kind of. Just Yeah, I'll just react alone. And then I'll, you can record some reactions and then we'll just paste it in like it, you listen this whole time. Okay. I'll, yeah. So I'll be like, oh, my God. What? What? No way. I've got <laughs> chills. <laughs> okay. Hey, Ghostesses. My name is Alexandria and I have plenty of paranormal encounters, but this one might be one of the spookiest. I may write again with my encounter with skinwalkers, but that's a can of worms for another day. Uh, Can we crack that can? Because I really want to hear. Yeah. (laughs) Before I ramble too much, I'll just jump right in. It was the end of summer and my stepsister had opted to stay in Utah with her mom for part of the school year, so I was alone in our room. We shared a bunk bed and I always slept on the top one, even when she wasn't there. From my bed, you can see directly down into this mirror that we had on our top dresser. It was a really old set that my mom used when she was younger, and you can even see it in some of my baby pictures. Anyway, this house in our room was always filled with paranormal activity. We'd even wake up to our bed literally shaking for minutes at a time, but it was just almost normal to us. That's not normal. It's the end of summer, and the night before school starts up again. I'm going into the sixth grade, and I wake up in the middle of the night to a strong sense that someone is staring at me. Now, this isn't completely out of the norm, because my younger brother suffered from night terrors and was sleepwalking pretty much his entire life. 
I turned around and looked down from my bed, expecting to see my brother there. That that in and of itself, I think is terrifying. <laughs> that is terrifying. But I think you would get used to it at, at a certain yeah. point, right? But nope, nothing but silence greets me, or so I think. As I turn back around, I catch a glimpse into the mirror on my vanity, and I see a woman mm-hmm. with long black hair and a white gown staring no. up at me. The way she was looking at me was as if she was inside of the mirror, not a reflection. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my whole body. Woo! I really do have chills. That is actually horrifying. At this moment, my heart is pounding and I'm stunned. I can't turn away from her image in my mirror. All I can do is slowly slip under my blankets. My body feels heavy and I don't go back to sleep out of pure fear. And finally, my mom, quote, wakes me up for school. I didn't sleep the entire night. I am experiencing so much joy just knowing the sun is about to be up and I can get the F out of my room. I hop down from my bunk and I get the strongest urge to look in the mirror. I stand exactly in the same spot that I had seen her in the mirror. And as I look at my own reflection, my nose starts gushing blood. (gasps) I run to the bathroom and I grab a bunch of tissues and I run to my mom exclaiming that I am never sleeping in that room alone again. (laughs) Yeah. I explain to her what I had seen, and I grab some clothes out of my closet, and I proceed with my day. I wish this is where the story ends, but that night, I sleep in our guest room. There was this wood carving slash painting of Virgin Mary hanging on the wall next to the bed. Being raised Catholic, this brings me so much comfort. I fall asleep and wake up without incident. In fact, I got the best night's sleep I'd ever had in that house. I felt refreshed and hopeful that I could put the lady in the mirror behind me. I got up for school and I told my mom how good of a sleep I got and how I love the guest room. She's looking at me extremely weird at this point and says, are you sure you didn't get up at all last night? And I'm like, um, no. Didn't you just hear me? I slept like a baby. Then she proceeds to say, oh, that's weird. Edward, my stepdad, says he saw you in the kitchen when he got up for water. I'm so confused and trying to ask her more about it, but she just hastily changes the subject and says that I'll just have to ask him about it myself. So when he gets home from work that night, I ask him what happened and how did I end up back in the guest room? He says he can't remember what we talked about, question mark, question mark. I'm so frustrated because it just happened that morning, and why was everyone being so weird about it? So then I ask, well, did I walk back to the room? Did I run? Did I crawl? How did I get back? Did you have to carry me back? What? And he deadass goes, I wouldn't exactly say any of those happened. Dot, dot, dot. Then he tells me, we're done talking about it. Um, was I freaking possessed? Till this day, I refuse to even bring it up with my mom. We talk about the lady in the mirror, but never the night after. Oh, and fun fact, she used to see the lady in the mirror, too. She didn't want to scare me at the time, and so she didn't mention it. But she told my great-grandma about it the same day, and my great-grandma met with her medicine woman, and that's how she gets rid of the lady in the mirror. I have so many stories, but I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Stay spooky, ladies. Catch you on the other side. Alexandria. Need to know what happened on the second night. Need to know. How you, how, Alexandria, you need to find out. I know. I don't want her to get extra spooked. But like, also the fact that she was like, how did I get back? Did I run? Did I crawl? Did you carry me back? And then he's like, oh, I wouldn't say any of those things happened. It's like, well, then what happened? Climb on the ceiling. Oh, my God. 
I also wonder if maybe like another doppelganger situation, the lady in the mirror came out of the mirror and like doppelgangered herself into Alexandria and yeah. maybe she vanished in the middle. Like that's yeah. why she didn't crawl or run or walk back. Or even like a black eyed kids type of thing where it's like maybe he was talking to her for a while thinking it was her and then slowly like she started to look really different and her eyes turned black and that's why he was like I wouldn't say any of that happened because he didn't know how she got back because he just exited. That's terrifying. I also it seems like it's time to get rid of that mirror. Yeah. I know. Instead of just getting rid of the mirror I guess they got rid of the lady. But that's a long, yeah. Can you, if you, mm, I'm just thinking about like if I had seen a woman in a mirror and then I gave that mirror to my children, kept it in my children's room, I put it in the guest room. I would get put, rid of it. I'd put Mary in my children's room. No, it, it all got to go. Mary it's can stay. got to go. GTG. Also, I feel like I keep seeing stuff in my room. I'm horrified. Pew. This has been a, I to text my a scary night. To come hold my hand while I go to the bathroom and fill up my water. <laughs> I can also stay with you like we used to do. Yeah, can we do that again? Yeah, we can do that again. Thanks. Okay, I have another story. One last one. Okay, this is actually this is fun. When we were in New York, one of our listeners who bought a VIP ticket gave us a hand, not handwritten, a printed out version of her story, and I'm excited to read it to you, all of you. She says, hi, Sabrina, Corinne, Ghost, Leia, and Fruit, Fruit Fly. My name is Elaine, and I'm from New Jersey. Like Sabrina, whoop, whoop, I've been binging your podcast at work and on my long train rides in and out of New York City. I have been dying to email you my story, but wanted to be all caught up first. I have told this story to all of my closest friends and family members, and they all agreed it was one of the creepiest stories they have ever heard. I hope you enjoy, and I hope to hear it on the podcast. One of my favorite places is Atlantic City. We occasionally go there on the weekends or for big celebrations. For people who don't know, it's kind of like Vegas, but in New Jersey. My mother had always taken my grandmother there for a girl's day since grandma loved it, and now that tradition lives on with my mother and me. I live in a family who loves to drive, so the hour and a half that it takes to drive to Atlantic City is nothing for us. Typically, we drive there and back since it's a short trip, and we would rather sleep in our own beds than in a hotel. About a year ago, we drove down for my birthday since some of my favorite restaurants are down there and you can win money. And if you play, you can order all the drinks you want for free. But I always tip. Don't worry. It was one of my favorite evenings and I was so happy being with the people I love in one of our beloved spots. My boyfriend Patrick and I did not drink that night since we drove separately from my family and we knew we had the trip home. Therefore, alcohol played no factor in what we saw that night. We left around midnight and made it to the halfway point at around 1 a.m. I am a very focused driver, and I thrive in the nighttime, especially on a drive that is so routine to me. We were on the Garden State Parkway right around the Toms River area, going about 75 miles per hour. There was not a single car in sight the entire drive, neither coming nor going in either direction. And then it happened. From a short distance, I saw a dark black silhouette of a person casually walking in my lane, the right lane, across the parkway. Any New Jersey driver knows that this is not a normal occurrence and is quite dangerous with the high speeds of the drivers, the lack of streetlights, and the concrete medium separating each direction of the parkway. I gasped louder than I have ever gasped before and slammed on the brakes, my heart pounding out of my chest. 
Patrick consoled and complimented me on my quick and safe reaction to this terrifying situation. If I did not notice or we were distracted, this could have been a completely different story and I might not have lived to tell it today. So always wear your seatbelt and don't text and drive, kids. We were still so shaken up that we didn't see where this guy went. He was just gone. We assumed that he had hopped the medium and continued walking across to the other side and into the woods to get home. So I slowly start moving again, and while yelling out of anger about how stupid it was for someone to take a risk like that, we began commenting about how strange it was that this man was so calm and walked so slowly and gracefully across the three lanes. He was not startled at all, and in fact, did not even turn his head to look at us as a normal human would. And as we continued discussing the event, we both came to the realization that the car lights didn't even illuminate his skin or clothing. The whole time, he was just a black shadow, but by the silhouette and his walk, we could tell he was wearing a t-shirt, jeans, and appeared to be bald, and was a thin young man walking with no care in the world like he had done this constantly. The other strange thing about the particular area is that it's very woodsy, and there are no homes even visible from the parkway. We were so perplexed by this entire scare, but nonetheless concluded that this person was simply walking home like he does this every night. A few months later, having forgotten all about what we saw that night, I received a text from Patrick with a link to a weird New Jersey article called The Parkway Phantom of Exit 82. This article is dedicated to a phantom who is occasionally seen walking along the parkway or is on the side of the road waving people down for help. There have been many reports of someone needing assistance in that stretch, and even ambulances have turned around to help, but when they went back to the site, there was never anyone there. Legend has it that years back, a car struck and killed a young man while he was waving to drivers for help after his car had broken down. His apparition only appears around 1 a.m. in the Tom's River section of the Garden State Parkway when you are the only vehicle on the road. I flipped out and called Patrick as soon as I finished reading the article. He loves research and is fascinated with the paranormal, having seen, felt, and heard unexplainable things before. He owns multiple books by Weird New Jersey, but has never heard or read of this legend. There was never a point where the paranormal even entered our minds as a possibility, but after this new development, we are positive that this is what we saw. It's a crisp memory that we will never forget and definitely makes for a good story at parties and gatherings. I hope you enjoyed my encounter and learned about a new local legend like we have. I love the podcast, but you've set the bar so high for me that I'm having a difficulty finding one I like as much as yours. I am looking forward to continuing this journey with you, looking forward to finally meeting you both at the New York show, and also, I'll see you on the other side. All my love, Elaine and Patrick, too. Okay. Uh, yeah. That's insane that they experienced it and then afterwards had so much confirmation by all the other stories that have occurred. And but I have love no it. idea, like, to be really confused, like, wait, what just happened? Where did that person go? To not even jump to paranormal until you've kind of exhausted, like, the the whole possibility of it being a real person. Right, right. But it's so cool that they got answers. You know, it's so terrifying. And I am glad it's not a real person walking across the highway, even though I know that there are people who do that. But it's so scary and terrifying and don't do it. You are literally putting your life in danger. But but it's so crazy that it was such a weird experience for them. And they noticed the odd things, like the fact that his body and clothing didn't get illuminated by the lights of the car and that he didn't even look at them. And then to get the confirmation that they indeed saw a freaking ghost and other yeah. people have seen it and it's a legend in New Jersey. That's so cool. 
That's so cool. Man, I'd probably drive down that road all the time being like, we got to find him again. (laughs) At 1 a.m. to stake it out. Yeah. Crazy. Man, oh, man. All right, guys. If you guys have stories of your own, you can totally email us. Mm-hmm. Our email is two girls, one ghost podcast at gmail.com. And you can support us on Patreon and many other ways with merch and by rating and reviewing us on iTunes and joining our pyramid scheme, telling everyone you know to listen to our podcast. Oh, yes. And we will see you, see you on, the on the other, other side. side. Or in the mirror. Very spooky.